You're listening to the It's Her Time podcast with Cody and Jess. Welcome back to today's episode. We're going to talk all about our amazing immune system. Put simply, our immune system defends our bodies against illnesses and disease. It is a super complex system, but it includes things like skin cells, blood, bone marrow, tissues, and organs that when working the way that they should protect our body against potentially harmful pathogens, things like bacteria and viruses, and limit the damage that happens from non-infectious agents like sunburns and cancer. You want to think of the immune system as an orchestra. For the best performance, you want every instrument and every musician in the orchestra to perform at their very best. But you don't necessarily want one musician to perform at double speed and one instrument to suddenly produce sound at twice the volume as it usually does. You want every part of the orchestra to perform exactly according to the score. The same goes for our immune system. To best protect our body from harm, every component of our immune system needs to perform exactly according to plan. The best way that we can assure this happens is to practice the good for us behaviors that our immune system runs on every single day. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the seven ways that we can keep our immune system running nice and smooth and very healthy. But before I share these tips, let's go into a Mixers Girls Say. On today's Mixers Girls Say, we're actually going to chat about New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. R- resolutions, maybe, for those of you that have <laughs> yeah. multiple. Um, we were just thinking through the new year and how some time has passed. And often, this can be the time that you start to feel some of those exciting feelings of starting something new starting to diminish. And right. you're like, you know what? Instead of always doing this, I met, I sometimes am going to do this. And like, you start to change which isn't always all bad. No, Sometimes it's you not. need to evaluate your resolutions and realize what's realistic and what's not. But I have a, a something I would love to share. And yeah. something that I really try to remember as I set New Year's resolutions is, and as I progress in them is that I have to choose to be consistent with resolutions or else I can't expect to feel the benefits of the mm-hmm. changes that I've been trying to make. So I think that's obviously consistent with uh, mixers Mm -hmm. and the use of our products is that we always are educating women that consistency is key. Um, If you want those nutritional benefits, how much you have to make the choice to really commit to using our products, which Mm -hmm. can absolutely um, provide amazing benefits to your health. Oh, yeah. That's also any sort of resolutions that were made maybe around improving, improving your physical health or improving your knowledge around certain topics. Uh, you have to choose to consistently um, push yourself mm-hmm. to exercise regularly, choose different nutrition, open books, and actually read to learn what's in them and making uh, those resolutions things that you can be consistent with to really feel the benefits. Yeah. And that's why usually around the third week of January, that's when people kind of start to slide because it's hard to stay consistent. But my tip would be to stay consistent and understand that that's the actual resolution that we all should be setting. That's the goal, right? Is to stay consistent. But I also love to share that it's really about progress and not perfection. Because I think that a lot of times, one of the things that derails us most often is that we have this sense of like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it perfectly every single day. And then the day that we have a slip up, we're like, well, 
I'm done. Throw in the towel because mm-hmm. I didn't do it now. And I just, I'm not somebody that's going to ever be able to accomplish whatever this goal is, but that's not true. So if you can remember consistency and just continuing like every day, just see what you can do. Even if it's one little thing that helps you progressing mm-hmm. or to progress. And then also just get out of that perfection mindset because there's actually no such thing as perfection. Mm-hmm. Like none of us are going to be perfect at any of these healthy habits that we want to incorporate. None of us are going to be perfectly, you know, well-versed in everything that we want to be learned. There's always something new to learn. There's always new skills to develop. There's always things like that. So Stay consistent and progress over perfection. Hopefully you can implement this little tidbits of advice and that it can be helpful through year, New Year's resolutions and continuing on. Yeah, let's get into the episode. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science, and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. All right, let's talk about the most important practices that we can take to help us stay healthy and strong. The first thing I want to talk about is going to be no surprise, and that is how important it is for us to incorporate physical activity every single day. We all know that regular exercise can help lower our risk of developing chronic diseases like obesity and type 2 diabetes and heart disease, as well as viral and bacterial infections. But physical activity actually increases the release of endorphins also, which is the group of hormones that reduce pain and help create those feelings of pleasure. We call them our feel-good hormones, making it a great way to manage our stress. And stress, we all know, negatively impacts our immune system. So this is another way that exercise can help improve immune response. And while there is some evidence that uh, there, if you have very long or very intense exercise sessions, that it will actually suppress your immune system um, and make it more susceptible to things like illness and infection in the hours, especially immediately after our workout. There's also other evidence that contradicts this. And there's a wealth of studies that are out there that followed human behavior and outcomes. And they suggest things that, um, like people, they suggest things about people who are more active overall, that they tend to have lower incidences of both acute illness like infections and chronic ones like cancer and type 2 diabetes. There's lots of studies also that have looked at how exercise affects the body on a cellular level, and they suggest that bouts of physical activity may make our immune system even more vigilant by distributing immune cells throughout our body um, to actually go out and look for damaged or even infected cells. So at a minimum, we want to try to meet the physical activity guidelines that are outlined by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the CDC. They suggest that adults should be getting at least 150 minutes, and that's just two and a half hours of moderate intensity aerobic exercise, things like walking, jogging, or cycling um, every single week. Or if you're doing more intense exercise like running, you can take 
like 75 minutes or an hour and 15 minutes worth of exercise every single week. That's the suggested amount. Now, while taking 10,000 steps, which is about five miles per day, is a common goal, there's a lot of research that suggests that we may even see health benefits with even fewer steps. For instance, there's an observational study that was published in the March 2020 issue of the Journal of the American Medical Association that found a greater number of daily steps was associated with a lower risk of premature death from any cause. So of the nearly 5,000 adults ages 40 and older including um, that were included in this study, those who walked about 8,000 steps to, uh, per day were half as likely to die prematurely as adults who scored only 4,000 steps a day. And those who took 12,000 steps daily saw slightly even more benefit. So those researchers uh, concluded that increasing your step count regardless of step intensity was absolutely beneficial for lengthening our, life, our lifespan. And I feel like this is so good to know. Strength training at least twice a week is also a huge boon to our health. It helps to fortify our bones and it helps to keep disease at bay. And it also helps to improve our food processing in our body. The authors of a review that was published in July 2020 in Clinical and Experimental Medicine recommend exercise, including strength training and muscle building, to strengthen the immune system and also to help protect us against viral infections. For even more immune system benefits, I recommend we take our exercise outside, out into the sunshine. Time in nature has been shown to support our moods and it helps to lower our blood pressure and it helps to just reduce overall inflammation and that in turn helps to support our immune system as well. There's a, a published study also that's in the frontiers of psychology, um, and it was published in August of 2015. Um, it talks about the natural environments and how these natural environments contain compounds with known health benefits. For example, many plants actually emit these antimicrobial molecules that, that are formed in the metabolism of fungi and bacteria. And that may help to lower our blood pressure and support our immune system. The absence of air pollution may also reduce our risk of heart inflammation, such as myocarditis and respiratory conditions. Also, the sights and the sounds of nature have been shown to activate the parasympathetic or our rest and digest side of the nervous system, which plays a huge role in our immune health. And you know I'm a big fan of sunshine because it also boosts vitamin D in the body, which is another huge factor in our immune health. Now, the second thing that I'm going to recommend is that I want you to reach for nutritious foods and to do your best to stay hydrated because the nutrients that we get from our food, in particular, like plant-based foods, like fruits and vegetables and herbs and spices, all of these nutrients are essential to keeping our immune system functioning properly. There's a lot of plant-based foods that also have antiviral and antimicrobial properties, which are built to help us fight off infection. For example, spices like clove and oregano and thyme and cinnamon um, can also help to fight off harmful fungi and, and they act like an antibiotic to um, antibiotic resistant microorganisms like staph infection. Also, the zinc and folate and iron and selenium and copper and vitamins A, C, E, B6, and B12 that we get from the food that we eat um, and that we have plentiful in our mixer supplements like HerGuard and HerMulti are the absolute best nutrients for our immune system and helps to support the needs and help our immune system to do its job. Each one plays a unique role in supporting our immune function. 
There's more research out there also that suggests, for example, that vitamin C deficiency increases the likelihood of infection. Our bodies don't produce this essential uh, water-soluble vitamin on its own, so we need to get it through the foods such as things like citrus fruits and kiwis and lots and lots of cruciferous vegetables. In fact, we can get 95 milligrams of vitamin C, um, which is an excellent amount of um, nutrition from just a half a cup of raw red pepper but we can get 500 milligrams from taking one packet of Hergard. Um, And it's very highly absorbable and it's a great source of vitamin C as well as other nutrients. Also, I want to suggest and recommend that you understand how important it is to get protein into your diet. Protein is also critical for immune health. The amino acids in protein help to build and then help to maintain immune cells. And when we skimp on protein, what we're doing is we are actually lowering our body's ability to fight infections. So there's a lot of great whole food plant-based proteins that are out there to choose from, things like beans and legumes and nuts and seeds and things like that. But I want you to know that and be absolutely clear that I'm not talking about the lab-grown plant-based meats that are highly processed and have high sodium and are very low in protein and actually almost have no vitamins and minerals. Um, And I'm talking about things like those impossible meats or beyond meats or the other Franken meats is actually what I call them. So if you can tell, these are a huge pet peeve of mine uh, because the manufacturers that are out there that are claiming that these lab-grown foods are healthy um, and even claiming that they might even be even better for us or for the environment than natural unprocessed protein sources, it's just absolutely not true. So I just want to tell you that I suggesting that you do not buy the marketing. Steer clear of those fake kind of meats. They're not benefiting your body or your health or your immune system in any way. But meats like real meats, like poultry, things like chicken, turkey, and even duck and others, um, and seafood, I love seafood, are very good choices. I will say that it's a good idea um, if you are going to consume things like um, beef and pork and lamb and stuff like that, make sure you choose grass-fed and grass-finished or or heritage, but eat those types of meats less often um, than the poultry and the fish sources of protein. And just like the Franken plant-based protein that I talked about, we should definitely avoid processed meats, things like bacon and hot dogs and sausages and all the cold cuts and things like that. Um, I came across some awesome evidence about the benefit of eating enough protein. It was published in the Journal of Infectious Diseases, and it shows that mice who ate a diet consisting of only 2% of protein were more severely impacted by the flu than mice who ate a normal protein diet which with 18% of their diet consisting of protein. But once researchers started feeding the first group a normal protein diet, the mice were able to get rid of the virus more easily. And more studies in humans are needed, obviously, in this. But I think this is something so awesome and something we should definitely pay attention to. When it comes to a diet that supports good immune health, we want to focus on incorporating more plants and plant-based foods. Of course, we want most of our diet to consist of fruits and veggies. And we can add these to things like soups and stews and smoothies and salads. Um, Or you can just eat them as snacks. I like to have them on hand so you can just grab them throughout the day. I love having on hand things like cut up carrots and broccoli and spinach and red bell peppers. 
or fruits like apricots and citrus fruits like oranges and grapefruit and tangerines and strawberries and all the great sources of things that give us so much um, available vitamin A and C. Now, seeds and nuts also can provide protein, like I mentioned, but they also provide vitamin E and zinc. And some of these um, are considered even superfoods. Last, hydrate with healthy fluids such as water and limit dehydrating immune suppressive beverages, things like sodas and sugary drinks and um, especially alcohol. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But dehydration can negatively affect our health and it can hinder our physical performance. It hinders our focus, it hinders our mood, and it has a huge negative impact on our heart and kidney function. These complications can increase our susceptibility to illness. And meanwhile, sugar-laden drinks, actually, when we drink them, suppress our immune system, especially the white blood cells that attack, that are made to attack our harmful bacteria. And it has this effect for several hours on us, in fact. This evidence is based on a research study from 1973, where adults who donated blood after ingesting 100 grams of simple carbohydrates, things like from glucose and fructose, honey, and even orange juice, The researchers then added staph, which is a a bacteria that can cause skin infections to the blood and observed how the white blood cells responded to that infection. They found that um, ingesting these simple sugars significantly decreased the ability of the white blood cells to engulf and then kill the bacteria. So these effects lasted um, at least five hours, which is significant. So we want to make sure that we're getting all of the best nutrition and hydration. And the third tip that I want to share with you is that we want to make sure that we're getting plenty of restorative sleep. Do you guys ever notice that when you are sleep deprived, that is usually when you get knocked down with sickness? Our body heals and regenerates while we sleep, making adequate sleep critical for our health and immune response. We want to make sure we're getting enough. More specifically, sleep is a time when our body regulates key immune cells and molecules like cytokines, um, which is a type of protein that can either fight or promote inflammation. And also things like T cells, which is a type of white blood cell that regulates immune response. And interleukin-12, which is a pro-inflammatory cytokine. Getting adequate rest strengthens our body's natural immunity. When we don't get enough sleep, our immune system may not do these things as well, making it less able to defend our body against harmful invaders and make us more likely to get sick. There's a study that found that compared with healthy young adults who did not have sleep problems and with otherwise healthy young adults with insomnia, that these um, kids that had insomnia were more susceptible to the flu. Sleep deprivation also elevates our cortisol levels, which of course is also not good for our immune system. And our immune system wears down as a result. And we tend to have fewer reserves that are left in the tank to help us fight off or even to recover from illness. The National Sleep Foundation recommends that all adults get between seven and nine hours of sleep per night to optimize our health. To ensure that we're getting uh, quality sleep we need to make it a huge priority. We need to prioritize good sleep hygiene is what I like to call it. So at night, when the sun goes down, you want to turn off the electronics. At least do it though two to three hours before you're going to go to sleep and avoid violent or stressful books or shows or even conversations. And I would recommend if you have a hard time getting into that zone, you want to drink your her nightly and get um, get your body ready, like prep to be able to go into sleep. And you'll be able to just drift right into a nice, deep, restorative sleep if you can get into the habit of that sleep hygiene. 
All right. The fourth tip that I have is to strive for mental balance. Uh, Long-term stress, like we've talked about a little bit, leads to chronically elevated uh, levels of the steroid hormone cortisol, which you girls are all familiar with now. The body relies on hormones like cortisol during short-term bouts of stress when our body goes into fight or flight response. Um, cortisol has a benefit, a beneficial effect of actually preventing the immune system from responding before the stressful event is over so that our body can react uh, to the immediate stressor. But when cortisol levels are constantly high, uh, it essentially blocks the immune system from from kicking into gear and doing its job to protect the body against potential threats um, from things like germs and viruses and bacteria. There are many effective stress-reducing techniques, and I know I've shared them a lot on this um, podcast, but we'll, we'll mention them again here in this episode as well. I love to recommend meditation. I love journaling um, and any really any activity that brings you joy, such as fishing maybe or playing golf or painting or drawing or anything like that. And I also find it so important for us to look for opportunities to laugh because laughing actually lowers our overall stress, making us less susceptible to illness in the long run. Did you know that laughing actually improves natural killer cell activity temporarily? So the more we laugh, the better. Um, NK is the easier way of saying that. NK cells belong to the same family as the T and B cells. They play an important role of killing cells infected with virus as well as detecting and controlling early signs of cancer even. Low NK cell activity is linked to decreased disease resistance, basically. So we want to try to do at least one stress-reducing activity every single day. Uh, We don't want to underestimate the power of nurturing our relationships, um, especially because I loved reading this article that was found in the Journal of Health and Social Behavior that describes how social ties actually lead to a greater sense of social support and in turn reduces our levels of stress um, hormones. So make sure you give somebody a hug every single day and it will do your immune system a lot of good. Okay, my fifth tip is to make conscious hygiene part of your routine. Now, personal hygiene may not directly improve your immune system health, but basic habits like washing our hands with soap and water and keeping ourselves clean, especially when we do get sick, can help to prevent the spread of germs. We have this incredible immune system that helps us to stay healthy, but if we can avoid challenging that immune system, we are going to stay healthier in general. With that being said, we do need to be cautious about overusing hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer kills the bad and the good bacteria on our skin. Now, good bacteria is actually what can help bolster our immune system. So it's important for us to not destroy that. So many times the clean freaks that are out there are actually the ones that are more susceptible to getting sick and having a harder time with actually recovering and overcoming their sickness. Now, because we are all exposed to bacteria and viruses every single day and our bodies know how to deal with these exposures because there is a built-in process to help keep us safe, which is our immune system, what we need to really focus on is finding the balance on how to work with our immune system and help to keep ourselves clean without destroying all the beneficial um, exposure that we come in contact with every single day. All right, my sixth tip is that we want to try and avoid toxins, especially the ones that we have a little control over, things like alcohol and cigarettes. To optimize our immune system, we definitely want to limit or avoid alcohol altogether and stop smoking if this is a current habit. 
What we know is that high alcohol consumption is associated with a range of negative health effects, including lowered immune function. But when you drink to excess, your body is just so busy trying to detoxify your system to even bother with normal immune system function. Chronic heavy alcohol use can actually lower those levels of B cells and T cells that we've talked about um, in our body, and that weakens our ability to fight infection, and it slows our recovery time as well. As a result, people who drink heavily face a greater likelihood of things like pneumonia and acute respiratory distress syndrome and alcoholic liver disease and other certain types of cancer even. So if you don't already drink, just don't start. And if you do drink, try to drink occasionally and limit your alcohol consumption to one drink, maybe the equivalent of about four ounces um, of wine maybe per day. Now, like alcohol, cigarette smoking can affect our immune system and our immune health as well. Anything that's a a toxin can actually compromise our immune system. So we just want to do our best to avoid the toxins as much as possible. In particular, the chemicals that are released by cigarette smoke, um, which is carbon monoxide and nicotine and nitrogen oxides and cadmium, those toxins actually interfere with growth and function of immune cells like the cytokines, the T cells, and the B cells that we've talked about. Smoking also worsens viral and bacterial infections, especially those of the lungs, things like pneumonia, flu, tuberculosis, things like that, and also post-surgical infections and rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease that affects our joints. We should avoid secondhand smoke whenever is possible. And then if we do currently smoke, we want to do our best to to break that habit for our health and for our immune system. All right. Seventh tip is that we want to keep symptoms of chronic conditions as well managed as possible. So if you have something like asthma or if you're dealing with heart disease or diabetes, um, we all know that this can affect the immune system and it can help, it can increase our risk of getting infections. So we want to manage these as much as we possibly can. For example, when people with type 2 diabetes don't manage their blood sugar properly, um, a chronic low-grade inflammatory response then happens and that weakens the body's defense system. So that's why they often get sick. And when they do, they get much more sick than other people do. People with asthma are also more susceptible to catching and even dying from things like the flu. And often um, when they do get the flu, they experience worse flu and asthma symptoms as a result of the infection. Living with a chronic condition can be like trying to drive a car that has only three tires. If you get sick with a virus, it's actually going to take a lot more effort for your body to recover. But if you can manage your chronic conditions a little bit better, we're going to be able to free up more reserves to help our body fight off infection. Um, So we want to be sure to stay on top of any of our medications that we may be taking, go to your doctor's visits, and incorporate those healthy habits that help to keep our immune systems um, nice and strong. and And our immune system will definitely thank us for that. Now, I do have a bonus tip. Um, I said I was going to only share seven tips, but my bonus tip is that I want you girls to know that there is a supplement in our mixers line that helps to um, give you this extra support with your immune system, and it's called HerGuard. And if you can take HerGuard every single day, especially during this season, this time of year when it seems like everybody around us is getting sick, it really can be our sick day defense. Um, it helps to strengthen our immune system. It helps to support recovery. It helps to aid in cellular repair. And it even helps to promote urinary health because it helps to fight against urinary tract infections as well. 
It has ingredients in it like we've talked all about in this episode, things like zinc and vitamin C, but also beta-glucan, cranberry, green tea extract, and elderberry. It comes now in two delicious flavors. Um, I'm so excited. I love the orange flavor that we have, but now we are going to be introducing a new flavor, and you girls are the first to hear about it. It's elderberry, and it is so yummy. You girls are going to love it. I feel like the flavors at Mixers are just getting even better and better. And this one, I just, when I tasted it, I thought this might be my new favorite flavor. And I feel like I say that all the time whenever I'm trying some of our new flavors. So I just want you girls to know that we've got your back. Um, You don't have time for sick days. And we know that because none of us have time for sick days, right? So we want to do everything we can to help support you and just to support our amazing immune systems um, with the nutritional support and lifestyle support that our immune systems and our bodies deserve. So if you can implement some of these tips that I've shared with you today um, and take her guard, you're going to be so amazed at how healthy you're going to stay and be, and you're going to feel so great and be able to show up in your life the way that you want to and be able to take care of the people that you love. All right. This has been a fun episode. I hope you guys got some good tips that you can start implementing and think about every single day. I want to thank you for tuning in. I love it when we have these conversations. I hope you enjoyed these tips and I hope that you will join us again next week. So until then, stay healthy and have a happy and healthy week. Bye friends.